lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. F that. You don't got time to say. All right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Yo! What's going on? This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. I'm Nick Springer. Derek Johnson out today. He's been out three days this week. More than half the week. He'll be back on Monday, I I think. But really, the, the lack of dedication from one Derek Johnson is it's it's shocking. Or is it that shocking? Maybe not. It's Friday, by the way. We're two days away from the Super Bowl. Or yeah, two days away from the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. I guess three days. Wait. But it's Friday. Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. The point is, the Super Bowl's on Sunday. And today's the last workday before the Super Bowl. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. We've talked about it pretty regularly now throughout the week. And we'll try to put a bow on that before uh, the big game on Sunday. Rock Chuck Pickahawk is coming up later this hour. Derek and I, via text, selected our teams for KU Oklahoma. So I'll give you that. Make sure Derek didn't cheat. And then for the Super Bowl, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the hour, in the top of the 4 o'clock hour. In the 4 o'clock, in the four o'clock hour, got some audio coming your way from Kevin McCuller and Bill Self. They spoke to the media yesterday ahead of the game against Oklahoma tomorrow. So that's coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. And in the 5 o'clock hour, sports stock market. And a reminder, today's show, we are done early. We're out at 5.30 in order to pick up coverage of Lawrence High Basketball. Lawrence High girls and boys basketball coming your way tonight on KLWN immediately following RCST. So we'll pick that up at 5.30 with the girls game tipping off at 5.30 and the boys game to follow shortly thereafter. I'll be on the call for the girls game. Sam Speck will be on the call for the boys game later on tonight on KLWN. So a bit of a shorter show, only 30 minutes shorter, so not that much shorter. But that's a little bit of a look at today's show and we'll get into KU and Oklahoma in just a second. But first, Super Bowl is on Sunday, as I just mentioned. And are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Every day between 6 and 9 p.m. from now until the Super Bowl, so today and tomorrow are your last two chances, Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app to see what prop bet will be boosted. There's a lot of a lot of prop bets out there, and if you can get one boosted, it's even better, right? So be sure to keep an eye on that. Every day between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern, check the DraftKings Sportsbook app for the prop bet boosts. And you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code KLWN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KLWN. Gambling problem? Getting your help is the best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 
21 and older, physically present in Kansas. Bonus issued as free bets, opt-in required for odds boosts. Bet type and amount limits vary. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. So, yes, yeah, Super Bowl is coming up, but also a big game coming up for Kansas on the basketball side on the court against Oklahoma tomorrow with pregame coverage beginning here on KLWN at 1030 a.m. Tip-off will be at 12. And KLWN is going to pick up coverage of the KU women's basketball game at 2 o'clock. They're playing Texas Tech. So towards the end of the men's game, we're going to try to bring you the the entirety of the men's game. But then if you want post-game coverage, you'll have to head to our sister station, 105.9 KISS. We'll have uh, full post-game coverage of the men's game there. But KLWN is going to switch to the women's game shortly around 2, right at around 2. So if the men's game, if there's a little bit more time left in the game or if it's maybe going to go to overtime, we may have to switch over to the women's game on KLWN a little bit sooner, in which case you can catch the rest of, at that point, the conclusion of the men's game plus post-game coverage on our sister station, 105.9 KISS. And then you'll have the women's game in its entirety here on KLWN from 2 to 4 uh, tomorrow. So, KU takes on Oklahoma. The last time these two teams met, it was a bit of a nail-biter for Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. Down 10 with five minutes to go, KU rallied and ended up winning it 79-75 to over Oklahoma. And that was back when uh, KJ Adams was in, the, was in the midst of a really, really good stretch for him. He led Kansas with 22 points in the game. Jalen Wilson got 17. That was also the game where you got 10 points from Zach Clements off the bench uh, as well. And it was really for Oklahoma, the Grant Shurfield show. He went, he had 25 points in the game. And Tanner Groves had 10 as well, but it was mainly Shurfield who was hurting Kansas quite a bit. And in that game, remember, it, for Oklahoma, it wasn't so typically when you think about games like this where Kansas struggles against some uh, maybe teams that aren't as, aren't as good, normally you, you look, the first stat you look for is the three point shooting. Well, Oklahoma was only 2 of 13 from 3 in the game. So it wasn't the three-point shooting for Oklahoma that allowed them to to battle against Kansas. They did end up shooting 19-23 uh, from the line. This was a game that had a lot of fouls. Kansas attempted 39 free throws in the game, and Oklahoma attempted 23. But the Sooners were pretty efficient from the floor, especially in the second half, shooting nearly 50%, whereas Kansas was shooting... Kansas, Kansas, Kansas finished the game shooting 37%. Oklahoma finished the game shooting 47%, but... KU able to overcome that uh, late, right? So in the game, Grady Dick uh, had just eight points in that last one against Oklahoma. So that was back in January, on January 10th. And for Oklahoma, since then, it's really been a struggle in conference play. So they so they opened conference play with a three-point loss to Iowa State at home. Okay, Iowa State, a really good team. They go on the road and beat Texas Tech, which that was still back early in conference play when maybe we thought Texas Tech was a little better than they actually are. It turns out they're really bad. And then they come to Kansas, and they lose by four. After the Kansas game, they go and take on West Virginia at home and win 77-76. But since then, it's been a real struggle for Oklahoma in conference play. They lost by 14 at Baylor, or they lost by 14 at Oklahoma State, excuse me. They, they played Baylor close at home losing by two. They got blasted by TCU in Fort Worth. They lost by double digits again to Oklahoma State. West Virginia beat them 93-61 to on last Saturday, February 4th. And then earlier this, earlier in this week on Wednesday, they lost to Baylor by double digits, 82-72. to 
So not, all that doesn't sound very great, but of course the big outlier for Oklahoma during that stretch is right in the middle of all these losses, they beat Oklahoma, they beat Alabama, ninety-three to sixty-nine, number two Alabama at the time, which certainly raised some eyebrows around the country. And Bill Self got into that a little bit more. He talked about that, and we'll hear that in, in his audio coming up later on in the four o'clock hour. But yeah, so this is this is an interesting Oklahoma team when you look at the metrics. They really are not very good in conference. They've really struggled. But this they're still a dangerous team, right? I mean, they're still, a, they're still a team that could easily knock off Kansas. They almost knocked off Kansas at Allen. And for Kansas, this could be kind of a trap game. And we and Bill Self and Kevin McCuller both talked about that uh, in their audio clips, so we'll get to those later in the 4 o'clock hour, about how, hey, listen, you just beat Texas at home. You're pretty much right back into the hunt for the conference conference title. But here's a game against a team that is two and nine in conference in Oklahoma, and I just went through it. In their, in their most recent conference games, they've they've really struggled. They've lost their last four conference games by double digits. 10, 93 to sixty one. What is that? Ninety three to sixty one. Math is really hard. Is that thirty three? Thirty three to West Virginia, ten to Oklahoma State, and seventeen to TCU. But they're a team that came into your came into Allen Fieldhouse and almost won back in January. So this is a game that Kansas certainly can't take lightly. And for KU, if they can take care of business in these next two road games against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, they'll come back home to play Baylor at home. And then they finish up with TCU, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and then the big game against Texas in Austin to wrap up the season. Texas has a relatively easy... Th- quote-unquote easy. I know it's in the Big 12 play, so it's not really that easy. But Texas has their a three-game stretch here coming up against the three worst teams in the Big 12, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma. That's their next three games with two of them at home. So you figure they're going to go 3-0 in that stretch, which means for Kansas, your next three games, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, both on the road, and Baylor at home, you, you probably want to go 3-0 in that stretch too to stay one game back. But here's what Texas Tech finishes with. Or here's what Texas finishes with, excuse me. Texas finishes with Iowa State at home, then back-to-back road games at Baylor and at TCU, and then they finish with the game at home against Kansas. So they could easily lose one or two of those three games against Iowa State, Baylor, and TCU. But again, if you're looking ahead there, if you're Kansas, and you really need to take care of business in these next two road games against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, two places where in recent history you've sometimes tripped up, particularly at Oklahoma State. And for Oklahoma, again, when you, when you look at the metrics, they are not impressive, and especially in conference. And a lot of the things that they struggle with are things that KU has, has, has struggled with at times. So basically it's like weakness against weakness. Oklahoma is by far the worst offensive rebounding team in conference play. And in fact, in the country for the whole season, they're 325th uh, in offensive rebounding, less, less, almost 23%. And obviously, that's an area that Kansas has struggled with. Oklahoma does not force turnovers. They are last in the conference in conference play forcing turnovers, and in the country, they are 343rd. They force turnovers just 15% of the time. There's, I think, there's 358 teams, and so they're in the bottom 15 in the country in terms of forcing turnovers in, in games. Another thing that Kansas has sort of at times struggled with. 
Oklahoma also allows a lot of three-point shots. They're not very good at defending the three, and they have, in conference play, they're allowing opposing teams to shoot 34% from three. And for Kansas, to me, that's an intriguing number for Kansas for for a couple of reasons. There's been games this season. I'm looking at the K-State game. I'm looking at Iowa State on the road, particularly in the first half, where Kansas has not had an issue with getting open looks. The issue has been knocking them down. So... If, if the shots aren't falling and they're open against Oklahoma, I think that could be concerning. I think that could be concerning. And we've talked about this with various guests on the show, with Matt Tate earlier in the week, Kevin Flaherty, I think, too, and even Brian Haney yesterday about the, the bench play for Kansas and how it's been, good on, it's been good at home the past two games, but the one road game against Iowa State, it, it wasn't as good. And so how do you get that to translate? How do you get the young guys, Ernest Duday and MJ Rice, who look like they are starting to blossom into guys that we thought they might be at home, how do you get that to translate into a road environment? And I think you have to lean on your veteran players in situations like that. I think you have to let your veteran players lead the way. And speaking of the veteran players, you know, you got Jalen Wilson coming off of by far his worst game of the season in a win against a top, top, what, six team at the time, Texas. But it's off of his worst game. And, and Bill Self pointed this out at his press conference yesterday. I thought this was interesting. He pointed out that, that Ochai, similarly last season, was having a, a great season, and he had his worst game of the season against Texas as well. So maybe it's just a schematic thing Texas does to eliminate KU's best player, but you obviously you want to see Jalen Wilson bounce back. You want to see Jalen Wilson bounce back and, and do his thing. And when you look at Oklahoma... I'm curious to see if Kansas might go back to more of that five-out look they, they, that they showed against, uh, against Texas because it worked very well. And Oklahoma has, has Groves as sort of a – he's not really a, a shot blocker, though. And so if you're Kansas, that five-out look and cutting, driving to the rim was very, very impactful against Texas. And I think when you're playing a team that doesn't have a true rim protector, you should be able to do that with some some level of success of either getting to the rim and, and forcing fouls or just scoring, right? And so I'm curious if Bill Self tries to use more of that in this game. So Tanner Groves has 27 blocks on the season, so just over one block per game. Sam Godwin, who's another one of their bigs, he has 17 blocks. But again, so the the blocks don't really jump off the page at you. Jump off the page at you. And in fact, uh, their their block percentage is is worse in the Big 12. And they are 268th in the in the country in block percentage. And again, Groves is not a true, not really necessarily a true rim protector. So I I again, I'm curious to see if if Kansas wants to use more of that because of how effective it looked against Texas, and it's something that maybe you have success with here against Oklahoma, too. Now, in terms of what Oklahoma does pretty well, they're, they're a pretty efficient team. especially and, and in conference, they've been efficient. 
shooting over fifty over fifty one percent from the floor in, in conference. Not a great three point shooting team though, just just twenty nine percent. So they're pretty efficient from the floor, and that's because of guys like Groves. They 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 can work it inside. And Sherfield is a Sherfield is is an interesting score. He's a dynamic player. He's averaging almost seventeen points per game on forty three percent from the floor. So that's that's pretty efficient. Jalen Hill, their number two guy, is over fifty percent from the floor. Groves over fifty percent from the floor. So they're they're a pretty efficient efficient two point shooting team, and again I think this circles back to if you're Kansas, it's pretty similarly to when you look at how the first game ended up being so close. The reason it was so close, Kansas shot just thirty seven percent from the floor. So if if KU struggles to to just make shots again like they did in the first meeting, that's one thing Oklahoma does pretty well is they when they get shots up they they normally are pretty efficient. And so if you're Kansas, if if you're not going to shoot the ball well, you need to counteract that by either hitting some threes or you're going to have to play tougher defense against Oklahoma. And Bill Self kind of dabbled with this a little bit. He mentioned it sounds like a lot of the guys on the bench that are that are injured are day-to-day, guys like Bobby, Zach. So I don't – I think Bill Self maybe tipped his, tipped his hand a little bit and basically saying he doesn't really expect any of them to play. So that's I, I'm I'm going to go with the same assumption, operate on the same assumption that it's going to be pretty similar to what we saw against Texas, which is your five starters plus Ernest, Joe, and MJ. Which means you need Ernest, Joe, and MJ to give you quality minutes. And I think, I think we talked about this after the Texas game. With MJ, when you look at the box score of the Texas game, you think, okay, not really that impactful. I think he had two points in the game, right? Didn't really do much. But that that's a situation where box score watching doesn't tell the whole story. Because if you watch if you watch the real live film, that was the most energetic MJ's looked. That was the best he's played. And that's what we've heard from a lot of the guests we've had on the show, too. So those guys need to find probably are going to need to find impactful minutes. I think in particular Ernest. I mean, Ernest is going to have to give you at least, what, 12, 14 minutes probably for KJ? And that's not even considering if if there's any sort of foul trouble. Uh, that's the other issue that Kansas could run into is foul trouble, which they which they managed to avoid really against against Texas. Or at least it, it didn't really hurt them at that much. But, yeah, this is a game where you should go into Oklahoma – feeling pretty good if you're Kansas, and get a comfortable win, right? In conference play so far this season for Kansas, how many comfortable wins have they How many comfortable wins have they had? You, you go back and you look at West Virginia. That was a comfortable win at West Virginia. There's one. Then Kansas State, and then I think you could probably call Texas a comfortable win. Kansas led from wire to wire. So you played 11 conference games. You've had three of them that were how I would define comfortable. Make this a fourth one. Make this a fourth one against Oklahoma. Because your first conference game, Oklahoma State at home, that wasn't comfortable. The Texas Tech game, not comfortable. Then you beat West Virginia 76-62. Oklahoma, no, down 10 with 
five minutes left. Iowa State at home? No. Three straight losses, K-State, TCU, Baylor? No. K-State at home, 90-78? to That was comfortable. You were you were in control the whole game. The Iowa State loss? No. And then again, Texas, I I I think you could call it a comfortable win. I think I mean Texas Texas definitely made a push in the second half. But you led wire to wire. And I think you could maybe call it that. I mean, if if you wanna, you know, if you wanna get get cute with it, two and a half. We'll give Texas a half. So you've had two and a half, two and a half comfortable games in conference in 11 games at seven and four. Let's make this a fourth comfortable game or a three and a half comfortable game. If you want to look at it that way. And I think they can do that. I think they can do that, especially if they played the way they did against Texas. And I think, I think you have to, I think you have to assume that Jalen is going to bounce back. And I thought Brian Haney yesterday on the show made a good point about Jalen's game against Texas and that he only scored two points, but it wasn't like he had put up a ton of shots. Right, like it's like for for a guy like Jalen in that situation, it's one thing to score two points on only seven. I think he had seven shots in the game. I don't even know if he had that many actually. It's another thing if he had put up like twelve or thirteen shots and only had three two points, right? So I thought that was a I thought that was a, a good observation as well of his scoring struggles. It wasn't it wasn't a volume struggling. It was well, and for and again. Kansas didn't didn't need him to jack up a lot of shots because they were they were finding success with some of the other guys with with guys like DeWan. But you expect him to bounce back. You expect Jalen to bounce back. All right, KU takes on Oklahoma tomorrow. Pre-game coverage beginning at 10:30 a.m. here on KLWN with the Crimson and Blue Show and tip off at 12 right here on KLWN with Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks and Greg Gurley. You can hear that right here on KLWN. All right, we're going to take a short time out. When we come back, Rock Chalk Pick a Hawk. Derek's not here, but we, but via text, we have assembled our team. So I'll run through that real quick uh, on Rock Chalk Pick a Hawk. And coming up later on in the hour, we'll do a little bit more Super Bowl talk and maybe put a bow in it before the actual Super Bowl comes up on Sunday. In the 4 o'clock hour, got some Kevin McCuller and Bill Self audio. And in the 5 o'clock hour, sports stock market, we're out at 5.30 or just before 5.30, more like 5.20-ish, 5.20-ish is when we'll be out uh, for the show. And then we'll switch over to high school basketball coverage with Lawrence High, girls and boys basketball coming up tonight. All right, this is RCST on KLWN. This is RCST on KLWN. I'm Nick Springer. Derek Johnson is out today on vacation. He'll be back on Monday to talk about Hopefully a Chiefs Super Bowl win and hopefully a KU basketball win over Oklahoma this weekend. Kind of a big weekend for people in the Lawrence, Kansas City area. I mean, the KU-Oklahoma game is, is it's big, but it's not like big, big. You know, obviously you'd want KU to win though. Speaking of Kansas... The University of Kansas Jayhawks will battle the Missouri Tigers on the ice at Cable Dahmer Arena on Thursday, February 16th. Cable Dahmer is a great venue to feel close to the action. Come out on February 16th for Rivalry at the Rink featuring KU and Missouri. Tickets are on sale now. Check out the group ticket pricing featuring 15% off normal ticket prices for groups of eight or more. 
You can get your tickets today or learn about birthday party packages for Rivalry at the Rink between Kansas and Missouri on February 16th at CableDahmerArena.com. And if unfortunately, if you can't make it to the game, KLWN is going to broadcast it with Joel Becker on Thursday night as well. So you'll be able to hear the game right here on KLWN. And guess what? KLWN, we're also giving away some tickets. We've got some tickets to give away. It's on uh, Derek Johnson's Twitter on, on social media. If you go to Derek Johnson's Twitter profile, at Radio. You can also probably find it by going to, to Rock Talk Sports Talk. Uh, we're giving away tickets. I think we have about uh, 50 tickets to give away. We're gonna do. We're gonna give away some some packages. So it might be two or it might be four prize packs of four. Uh, so if you go to Derek Johnson's Twitter at D Johnson Radio, uh, retweet the pinned tweet there, and I think you might have to be following the show or following Derek or whatever. And we're gonna pick some winners on mon- starting on Monday. I don't know if we're going to pick them all on Monday, but Monday, Tuesday, we'll probably pick the winner since the game's on Thursday, so we'll have to pick them before then. So, yeah, if you want more, if you want to learn more about that, check out CableDownArena.com. Check out uh, Derek, Derek Johnson's Twitter. We're giving away tickets there. And that is Thursday, February 16th, Rivalry at the Wink, Rink, Kansas and Missouri. All right, Rock Chalk Pickahawk for KU and Oklahoma. Derek and I... Did this via text earlier this afternoon, so I want to make sure that uh, the integrity of Rock Chalk Pickahawk is maintained. So we have, in case Derek or I guess myself, but I'm 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 a man of very much integrity, so I would never do this. But in case Derek uh, claims that his team is not who he picked or whatever, I have the receipts in case that happens on Monday. In case Derek loses again and he wants to cry about it and be mad. Okay, <laughs> all right. So overall. Derek has 12 wins. I have nine wins. It was 12 to 7, so I'm on a two-game win streak right now. I've been coming back. And in this edition of Rock Chalk Sports, uh, this edition of Rock Chalk Pickahawk, I had the first pick, and I went with Jalen Wilson. I like I said, like I just talked about in the previous segment, I, I assume he's gonna bounce back. I expect him to bounce back. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't bounce back. So Jalen Wilson is my pick. Derek had the next two picks. He went with KJ Adams and Dewan Harris. I went with Grady Dick and Kevin McCuller. Kevin McCuller is the great guy for for Rashad Pickahockey. He fills the stat sheet. And Grady, if he gets hot, could also fill, <coughs> excuse me could also fill up the sheet, the stat sheet. And then Derek followed that up with by taking Ernest Uday and Joe Yesifu. So he got two of KU's three bench players. A couple of good pickups there for Derek because uh, he figured Ernest Uday is going to play a decent role. Joe, you expect would probably end up playing a decent amount as well. And in conference play for Rock Chalk Pickahawk, Derek and I have agreed that each each of us will select one member of the opposing team. So I selected Grant Sherfield from Oklahoma. He's their leading scorer, averaging almost 17 points per game. And then I selected MJ Rice as well, the third bench player for KU. And in this edition, we went with uh, six players each. So that MJ Rice is my fifth pick. So the last two picks for Derek were Tanner Groves of Oklahoma, and then he selected Michael Jankovic because... KU's bench is, is all injured. That left me with one more pick. And again, I it doesn't sound like any of these guys are going to play, but I, I picked Bobby Pettiford. I don't think he's going to play. So I just kind of had a throwaway pick. Now, Derek picked Michael Jankovic, who probably won't see much action unless it's a blowout or something like that. So hopefully that doesn't uh, impact Rock Chuck Pickhawk too much. For those unfamiliar with Rock Chuck Pickahawk, the way it works is we've selected our teams. I just gave you our team. So I have Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, Kevin McCullough, Grant Sherfield, MJ Rice, Bobby Pettiford. Derek has KJ Adams, Dewan Harris, Ernest Uday, Joe Yesifu, Tanner Groves, and Michael Jankovic. Each of your players gets one point for every point they score. So if they score 10 points, 
They get 10 points in Rock Chalk Pickhawk. You get two points for assists and rebounds. Three points for steals and blocks. Minus one point for every shot missed. So if you score a lot of points, but you're not efficient in doing so, you may not score as much in Rock Chalk Pickhawk. Minus two points for turnovers. Minus one point for additional fouls. So if, you're, if your guy has three fouls, then that's minus three points off of his total. And if he fouls out, it's an additional minus three if your player fouls out. So that's the scoring system that we have adopted for Rock Chalk Pickhawk. Derek, overall, in the overall standing so far this season, Derek's at 12. I'm at 9, so need to keep winning to cut into that lead. And we will have the recap of that on Monday's show. All right, that's Rock Chalk Pickhawk. We're going to take a short break here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. It's coming up on Sunday. So I'll get some more thoughts in on that ahead of the big game on Sunday. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll talk a little bit more about KU Oklahoma Super Bowl and also give an update on some of the spring sports for Kansas that are, that are just getting started. And also I have some Kevin McCuller and Bill Self audio. I'll play uh, later on in the 4 o'clock hour. In the 5 o'clock hour, sports stock market. And remember, we're out a little bit early today, a little after 5.20. Around 5.20-ish is when we're going to switch over to coverage of high school basketball with Lawrence High taking on Olathe Northwest tonight with uh, myself on the call for the girls' game. For the boys' game, it'll be Sam, Sam Speck. Uh, so 5.30 tip-off for the girls' game. You can hear that here on KWN. Boys' game will tip off probably around 7, 7.15-ish uh, following the conclusion of the girls' game. So that's what's coming up. We'll take a short break right now. This is RCST on KLWN. Welcome in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Welcome back to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. I'm Nick Springer. Derek Johnson is out today. He'll be back on Monday. And hopefully on Monday he'll be talking with me about a Chiefs Super Bowl win. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? And we'd like to remind you that you can listen to the big game right here on KLWN. Coverage will be brought to you by Victory CDJR. They are the Victory Auto Group, but specifically they have the Victory CDJR Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Ottawa and are now the owners of Victory Chevrolet and Victory Ford in Garnett, Kansas. They'll be bringing you uh, coverage of the big game on Westwood One as well here on KLWN. All right, so the, from the NFL awards ceremony last night, Patch Mahomes, second MVP, well-deserved. Well-deserved. I, uh, I think they probably got that one right. Safe to say. So Mahomes takes the second MVP, but obviously the big trophy, the Super Bowl, still within reach as well, which is what's most important, I'm sure. But yeah, nice to know that the uh, the voters have some integrity. <clears throat> because I am curious if Mahomes keeps up this level of play, will there will he get to a point where he gets sort of the LeBron James treatment? And what I mean by that is, will he get to a point where everyone, literally everyone, universally recognizes that Mahomes is the best player every year, but they can't give him the MVP every year, so he doesn't always win it. I don't know. He might he might he might still get there at some point. But he wins it this year. In a year that the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl for the third time in the last five years. But the question is, can they close the deal against 
an Eagles team that, while impressive, has has really not been tested, especially by uh, an elite quarterback. So we'll see. All right, I was thinking about this earlier today. About I've talked about kind of the stages of Super Bowl preparation as a fan, and obviously, when you think about a Super Bowl, you're going to have a party. I don't, I don't personally have a routine. I mean, when it comes to the Chiefs, my routine for any Chiefs game is I have two different pairs of Chiefs socks that I always wear, and then I have two jerseys that I wear. So I just, you know, mix, mix match them however I want. I have Mahomes as a jersey, and I have Eric Berry, who's my one of my favorite players for the Chiefs ever. Those are the two jerseys I have. I have a pair of Mahomes socks, and then I have a pair of Tyron Matthew socks, which unfortunately didn't age that well because he didn't, he ended up leaving, but they're still fun socks. But I guess, you know, do, do people have routines? And if so, what kind of routine do you do for the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I will do anything out of the ordinary. In fact, you know, I may, I think the weather's supposed to be kind of decent in Lawrence. So maybe I might even try to go for a walk to walk off some of the nervousness. Maybe clear the head a little bit. This probably sounds ridiculous to people who, like, are not really, truly, like, sports fans understanding. Like, yeah, I'm going to take a walk to clear my head before I sit down on my couch to watch the game. Like, that probably sounds pretty stupid. Like, I'm not even going to be playing the game. I'm not, I, I, nothing I do matters. Or does it? You may believe that. I don't know. But then you go to the party, and I was thinking about, what what's the uh, what's 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 got to be on the menu at the party if you're going to a Super Bowl party? So I started drafting up some ideas in my head. Obviously, you've got the staples, things like wings, chips and queso, chips and dip. Normally, is a pretty common one at, at Super Bowl parties. I would say like you know nacho type stuff. Uh, you're gonna need some kind of dessert like cookies. Like I think Super Bowl parties is. Super Bowl parties are like a finger foods type party. Like, it's not, I don't think, I mean, maybe some people do. I mean, the Super Bowl kicks off at 530. So you, you could easily make like a full-blown like dinner situation. But I don't know. I don't really get that as the, the primary the primary vibe of, of Super Bowl watch parties. I, I feel like it's more normally more of like finger food snacky type stuff. But, you know, you can get like wings, like wings. That, that would count. Or pizza. I'm personally am not a huge fan of pizza, which some people may be upset about that, but I'm just, I'm just not really a huge pizza guy. I really have been. But when I was a kid, I was a really picky eater, so there was a lot of stuff I didn't really like. But you could also go with, like, uh, little Smokies. Again, kind of going along with the theme of, like, finger foods. You just stab them with, like, toothpicks or whatever. Those are, those are pretty easy. Mac and cheese. You know, so there, there's there's some different options out there. There's some different options out there. But I feel like, I mean, if you're going to go to a Super Bowl watch party, you expect to see some some combination of chips and queso or chips and dip, some pizza or some wings. Like you, th- Those are things you expect to see. You know? At my Super Bowl party, there won't be any vegetables. None. Sorry. Zero. I don't care for dipping carrots or celery in ranch. No, thank you. No, none of that's. I'm not gonna have any of that stuff. 
But also, if I re- if I remember right, before the Super Bowl in 2020, I I think I I think I didn't eat anything. Like I couldn't eat anything. So maybe you're one of those people that gets nervous or that that doesn't eat when you get nervous. I think I find that fascinating actually. There are people that they don't eat when they get nervous, but I know people that also are are nervous eaters where they eat more if they're nervous. You know, which is interesting. I think I'm more of the not eating when I'm nervous type person. Even if I'm like hungry, but but you know, just trying to draft up some some ideas for different things you might see. But obviously like I said, you have to have a dessert. And again, like the dessert, it's probably not going to be like ice cream or like a cake. Like you don't get a cake for Super Bowl, do you? No, I don't think so. It's probably just going to be like cookies, brownies maybe. I, I like a good brownie. Brownies, brownie. I think brownies are a pretty underrated dessert type food. Like when people think dessert, they always think cookies. They always think ice cream. They always think cake. Where's the respect for brownies, man? I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Brownies are... Brownies are so good. I, I want to see more brownies at for dessert. More love for brownies. Those would probably be on there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, a couple. I also wanted to give a quick updates for the KU spring sports that are starting or about to start, actually. So first up, uh, for KU baseball, new head coach, Dan Fitzgerald. We're going to have him on the show, I think, uh, Monday or Tuesday to talk a little bit about KU baseball. Their their first game is uh, next Friday, a week from today, actually, I believe, is when they get started. And we'll have him on the show to talk a little bit more about his first, I guess, offseason as head coach. KU baseball, or KU softball has already started their season. They played two games yesterday at the Candria Classic in Tucson, Arizona. They actually have a game coming up later tonight uh, against against Arizona, who I think historically is is, is a strong ba- uh, softball program. Now, in terms of uh, home games, KU softball's first home game isn't until March 10th when they have the Jayhawk Invitational that weekend, March 10th and March 11th. And I think for baseball, it's the same thing. Their first home game is not for a little while, obviously, because of the weather, you know. Yeah, so KU baseball they will open their series with or open their season with a series against Valparaiso uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas at Whataburger Field. And KU baseball's first home game is March eighth against Wichita State. So as I said, we'll have Dan Fitzgerald, head baseball coach, on the show early next week, probably Monday or Tuesday, to get set for their season in his first year as head coach for KU baseball. So be on the lookout for that. He'll come on probably early next week. All right. So whatever Super Bowl food is going to be at your Super Bowl party, I hope it's good. I hope it's, I hope it's delicious. I hope, I hope you have a good meal ahead of the Super Bowl. And maybe listen, if you're making yourself a full blown meal, I love that too. I love that too. You know, you're, listen, you're probably going to be, if you're if you're anything like me, you're probably going to be jumping around, probably going to be pretty animated. You're going to be burning a lot of calories. You need to make sure you have, you need to make sure you're fueled up. Make sure you've got, got some fuel in you to, to burn. You know what I'm saying? All right, so coming up at the 4 o'clock hour, we'll have a little bit more discussion about uh, KU Oklahoma, 
more Super Bowl discussion as well. And then we will have some audio from Kevin McCuller and Bill Self. That's coming up in the 4 o'clock hour and the 5 o'clock hour sports stock market. Show ends early today at about 5.20-ish as we will step aside for Lawrence High girls and boys basketball coverage beginning right around 5.25-ish, 5.25-25-ish with tip-off of the girls game at 5.30 and tip-off of the boys game immediately following the conclusion of the girls game. So probably about 7.15-ish if I had to guess. Tip-off of the boys game following the girls game. That is coming up. Tonight, here on KLWN. All right, one hour down here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. In the next hour, as I just said, we'll have some audio from Kevin McCuller and Bill Self and talk a little bit more uh, about the Super Bowl and the KU Oklahoma game coming up tomorrow as we get you set for a very big weekend in sports here on KLWN and for people in the Lawrence and Kansas City area. We'll take a short break. One hour down. One and a half to go here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. This is RCST on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Five o'clock hour here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. I'm Nick Springer. Derek Johnson out today. He'll be back on Monday, at least I think. I don't know. He's been gone three days this week. Who knows if the who knows if this guy uh, really has the passion, the wherewithal to uh, to continue doing it. But we've been carrying the show pretty well so far this week and yesterday and today. So. Thanks for tuning in. And a reminder, we're going to be out early at 5.30, coming up here in just a few minutes for coverage of high school basketball. I'm going to be on the call of the girls game for Lawrence High taking on Lathan Northwest, which starts in about uh, a little over 20 minutes. And then the boys game will follow that with Sam Speck and Craig Hershiser. Tip-off probably around 7, 7.15-ish. And I, myself and Craig Hershiser will have the girls game coming up in about a little over 20 minutes or so. So through the power of radio, I will be out at LHS ready to bring you the girls game. And it's a really busy weekend on KLWN. I've talked about it quite a bit. So tonight, doubleheader of girls and boys basketball. Tomorrow, a doubleheader of KU men's and women's basketball. It'll be the men starting at 12. Pre-game coverage with the Crimson and Blue Show will start at 10.30 in the morning uh, here on KLWN. And then immediately following the men's game, we'll pick up the women's game for KU against Texas Tech at 2. So if the men's game is like not quite done yet or for whatever reason it's like going to overtime or anything, uh, KLWN will flip over to the women's game, and if you want to hear the entirety of the men's game plus post-game coverage of the men's game, you can find that on our sister station, 105.9 KISS. So, again, don't panic if if late in the KU game, if it's close. We'll, we'll try to keep the KU game, the men's game, on if it's close as, as long as possible, but we will need to flip over to the women's game on KLWN uh, at some point at a little after 2 o'clock. So if that's the case and it's still a tight game, there's still time left, you can hear the entirety of the remainder of the KU men's game plus post-game coverage of the KU men's game on our sister station, 105.9 KISS. And also on Sunday, we'll bring you Westwood One coverage of the Super Bowl with Kevin Harlan and the rest of the Westwood One crew. Coverage of that beginning at 1 o'clock. And I would just like to remind you, are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? With DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 57, they have all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook every day. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day from between now and the Super Bowl, between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern to see what prop bet will be boosted. There's so many on there. Any, Pretty much any, any pop, prop bet you can think of, there's a, probably some variation of it you can find on DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KLWN. 
New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KLWN. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 and older. Physically present in Kansas. Bonus issued is free bets. Opt-in required for odds boost. Bet type and amount limits vary. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Draft terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. All right, so it is Friday. That means it is time for our sports stock market. That's right. Stock market has closed, and it's time for the sports stock market. So busy uh, busy week of the stock market. Busy week. We're up, up and down. We're, we're doing all kinds of stuff. So let's get right into it here with the sports stock market. Okay, first up on today's sports stock market, stocks up on getting excited for the NFL draft. That's right, get excited. Now, okay, listen, as a Chiefs fan, normally the NFL draft is not that exciting, right? Because, especially over the past four or five years, the Chiefs normally have a late first-round pick, so it's like, first of all, the first round of the draft takes so long that you normally have to wait around anyways to actually hear, hear your team pick if you're the Chiefs, right? So it's like... The NFL draft is kind of whatever. But this year, the NFL draft is in Kansas City. So that in and of, in and of itself is exciting. And just this morning, new renderings were released uh, for the NFL draft, uh, what it's going to look like in April in Kansas City. So they've got it all decked out. It's going to be at the Union Station. They've got to, in the renderings, they've got uh, a kind of a, a fountain looking thing in front and where the World War II memorial is, or the World War I memorial is uh, on the hill. So. Basically, like where they have where the Chiefs had the Super Bowl parade a couple years ago, if you were at that, that's basically the setup it's going to be. They're going to have some big screens so you can see the draft, but it's going to be more like a, it's going to be more like a, the vibe that I'm getting from it is like you can just kind of hang out on the, that hill area, and then on, they're going to have a stage set up actually to do it. And it, I mean, it looks pretty fun, right? It looks pretty cool. And the NFL draft, I, I think I've I've given my opinion of the NFL draft on here a couple times. The NFL draft is like. It's one of those things where I, I feel like it's probably not that cool in person, uh, but it's one of those things where it'd be cool to just say you've been to it once, right? And it's in Kansas City, so hey, why not make it this year, you know, this year to go, right? Because even though Kansas City, even though the Chiefs are probably going to have a late draft pick, it would probably still be a fun time. So, I mean, because if you think about it, the only time in the last, like, six years or so the Chiefs draft has been exciting, or it's been exciting from the perspective of a Chiefs fan, is the trade-up to get Mahomes, right? I mean, that was really exciting, but besides that, they've had late late picks every other year, so you know, it is what it is, but still, it'd be fun to go hang out, grab some beers with your buddies, whatever, hang out and, and catch the draft a little bit, and then, like I said, I think it's one of those things where it's probably not something that you want to go to, like, every year or regularly, unless your team sucks and you always have, like, a top-five pick, but the fact that it's in Kansas City this year, it's, it, it would be one of those things that's cool to say, oh, yeah, you know, I've been there. I've been there once. So stocks up on, on getting excited for it. I'm, I'm getting a little more excited for it. So hopefully you are. All right. Stocks are down on showing up to work early on Monday or possibly showing up to work at all on Monday. You got the Super Bowl, obviously, right? And for a lot of Chiefs fans, you know, if the Chiefs win, there's probably going to be some partying involved. There's going to be some a lot of excitement. Could be late night. And... There's uh, an estimated up to 18 million Americans may call in sick on Monday, quote unquote, call in sick on Monday. So that begs the question, should the Monday after the Super Bowl just become a holiday? Should everyone just get it off? Should it just be a day everyone gets off? I I, I don't know. I mean, I would say definitely 
if you're the city in the Super Bowl, it should make like a you should make like a one-time city ordinance or law or whatever, how the however that stuff works. I'm not an expert. However that stuff works to say if this if our team is in the Super Bowl, the Monday all of our everything like is closed, basically. Uh, that that would be that would be my policy. That would be that would be my first policy as the mayor of I guess Kansas City. If I was mayor of Kansas City, I'd say, listen, Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, everything closed on Monday, nobody has to do anything on Monday. Right? And now, I will say the good news for RCST is that we have an afternoon show. So if the Chiefs do win the Super Bowl on Sunday night, I will feel pretty comfortable in being able to still ha- go have a good time. And maybe I'll take a half day, but the show is in the afternoon, right? So I'll either I'll probably won't even miss the show on Monday. So that's really a positive to having RCST be at this time slot that it is. Because if it was in the if it was in the morning, if this was a morning show, man, oh boy, Monday morning, I yay, I don't even want to think about that. So stocks down on showing up to work on Monday. All right, stocks are up on scatter plots. That's right. Now, if you are a person who is on Twitter mainly or and, and is and is following sports people and is doing you know, interested in sports in this sports atmosphere of Twitter, you may have noticed that in the past year or so, really, it's become quite vogue for people to create scatter plots with basic to basically demonstrate who is what teams or players are the best in various statistical categories. So it's like for a scatter plot, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to describe it. I'm gonna do a bad job. For a scatter plot, you know, it's like on the bottom, it'll be like expected, you know, completion rate versus the blitz and on the top it'll be and then your y-axis the one that's going up going back to math class would be like the actual completion rate and then it would and then it would populate with like the quarterbacks right well stocks are up on it because every single chart scatter plot that i've seen that involves anything relating to the quarterbacks mahomes is always like so far and away it's just another way to demonstrate basically how insanely good patrick mahomes is at so many different things so he's always in the top and there's another one I saw today featuring Jamal Charles that showed uh, Jamal Charles' yards per carry versus his expected yards per carry way higher. So it just proves that Jamal Charles, I think, was, from a national perspective, probably very underappreciated as a running back. I mean, that dude was so good for the Chiefs. He was just on a on a bad Chiefs team, basically. <laughs> so I feel kind of bad for him about that. All right. Stocks are up on the Jets. Hmm. Interesting. The New York Jets. Yes, stocks are up on the New York Jets, and that's because Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner swept the Rookie of the Year award. So they, they had both the Rookies of the Year. They had Sauce Gardner on defense, Garrett Wilson wide receiver on offense. So stocks up on the Jets. Derek Carr, hello? I, I think the Jets, I mean, listen, if Derek Carr goes to the Jets, they're probably a playoff team. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge Derek Carr guy, but he's, 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 a, he's a top... 15 quarterback probably so I'd put him up there I'd say I'd say that if he if he goes to the Jets they have the potential to be a playoff team the problem is they're in the same division as the Bills so they're gonna have to be a wild card team the Dolphins you would think are gonna be a playoff team I guess it depends on the the Tua situation with with him in concussion protocol and obviously, you know, you've got the Patriots who, with Bill Belichick, like, are they going to be great? No, but they're probably going to be kind of decent. So then, you know, when you really, like, the thing is, is like, when people make these kinds of statements, when they say, if Derek Carr goes to the Jets, the Jets will be a playoff team. 
And it sounds great, and it's and it's great to say, but then you start to break it down, and it's like, that's not really a guarantee. I mean, look at their division. The AFC is obviously very stacked. Like, if I'm Derek Carr, I want to go to the Bucks. You go to the Bucks, and you've you you're handed the division because everybody else sucks, and then from that point, you're in the playoffs, and you're going to be hosting a you're going to be hosting a playoff game at that point if you win the division, right? So, I think that's where I would want to go. If I was Derek Carr, because also like, I mean, I don't know that much about Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay, it's probably better than than New York, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, better weather certainly. You know, I mean, you can you can have fun in Tampa, but not. I guess you can have fun in New York. And listen, I don't want to make this anti New York. I don't want to make this an anti New York segment. I mean, I have no problems with New York. I've only actually been in New York once, and my experience there was that I didn't understand why everyone was just running around everyone everyone's in such a rush you know i guess that's it it really my trip to new york basically made confirmed the stereotype that i've heard about how you know people in the midwest are very leisurely they're very uh you know they 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 don't they don't move extremely quickly and the and in the east northeast they run around and that turned out to be true that was my experience in new york so i guess we'll see what derek if derek carr ends up to ends up uh, going to new york all right that is our sports stock market for today's show. And a reminder, we are out early today. Here in just a few minutes, we're going to flip over to coverage of high school basketball with LHS, the girls, and the boys. If you happen to get a chance to listen to High School Sports Weekly last night or, or come out to Burgers by Biggs, we had the Lawrence High girls basketball team out there, and they, they gave some interesting answers about a little bit more insight into the team. And now we'll get a chance to listen or watch them play uh, against Olathe Northwest tonight. And that's coming up in just a few minutes. And then a reminder, immediately following that game, we'll have the boys game. I'm going to be on the call of the girls game in a few minutes with Craig Hershiser And Sam Speck will take over for the boys game tonight with Craig Hershiser as well. So that's what's uh, coming up on KLWN tonight. And as I, as I mentioned, a doubleheader again tomorrow with basketball, KU men's and women's uh, on, here on KLWN. And you can also find the men's game on our sister station, 105.9 KISS. And then Sunday. It's the Super Bowl. Kansas City and Philadelphia. I am still feeling pretty excited. The nervousness hasn't quite washed over me yet, but it very well could. We'll see. I'm I don't know. I'm, I I think I'm going to get nervous at some point. I do know that, but I'm still I'm still holding on to the excitement a little bit for this game uh, against the Eagles. So I'm still excited. I'm going to feel nervous soon. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, man. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how things go. All right. Well, as I said, this that's about to wrap up uh, RCST for today. Uh, I'm Nick Springer. Derek Johnson out today. He'll be back tomorrow, and we're gonna flip over to Lawrence High uh, basketball coverage here in just a few moments here on KLWN. But it's been it's been a fun week. It's been a fun week. Super Bowl week. It's always exciting. Super Bowl media week. It's always fun. Uh, I, I've had a blast, and I'm looking forward to it. Just want to remind everybody, you know, be safe, be smart with the Chiefs. If the Chiefs win, let's go crazy, let's go party. But everyone have a safe and happy Super Bowl. If you're hosting a party or whatever, hope uh, you guys have a lot of fun at your Super Bowl parties and whatnot. I know I certainly will be until about kickoff. Then I'll probably start to have a lot of different emotions uh, across the entire spectrum. So have a safe and happy weekend, happy Super Bowl week, and go Chiefs. Uh, Go KU as well tomorrow taking on uh, Oklahoma. So hopefully it can be a great weekend for us here in the Lawrence, Kansas City area with KU and the Chiefs. And as a reminder, if you missed any of the segments from today's show or any of our shows from earlier this week, 
You can check them out on the Best of RCST podcast, anywhere you find your podcast. Yesterday we had Josh Briscoe to talk about the Chiefs. We had the voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney, to talk about uh, Oklahoma. So if you missed those interviews, you can go back and find those on the Best of RCST podcast. If you missed any of the segments today, you can find those on the Best of RCST podcast. Well, that does it for our show today and for this week. High school basketball coverage is coming at you next. Again, hope everyone has a safe and happy weekend, and hopefully the, uh, we can talk about a, a Super Bowl win on Monday. Derek should be back on Monday. I can confirm nor did I. This guy, man, he's been gone three days this week. Where, where's the passion from Derek? Where, where's the commitment? Where's the dedication from Derek? These are the questions that I'm going to ask him on Monday's show. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I won't ask Derek about that. He, I'm, he's having a safe and, and happy vacation as well. So, uh, yeah, that's about to wrap up to the show for RCST. And, again, check out the Best of RCST podcast if you missed anything from today's show or from earlier this week. High School Basketball coming at you next. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.